thank Pastor Mitch for inviting me to preach this morning. Uh, if you don't know me, my name is Jonathan, and uh, I'm, I'm blessed to uh, be the, uh, the youth pastor here at First Baptist Church. Um, I'm, I'm blessed to be a part of the body of Christ here, and uh, I'm very, very thankful for your investment in, in the youth group and uh, everything that's, there's a lot of good things going on, and uh, you all have uh, been a big help. So, uh, today's sermon will be on how God sees us and not how we see each other. So, uh, but before we begin, I would like to pray. So if you all would uh, bow your heads with me, please. Father God, we come to you today. God, we just want to thank you uh, for this opportunity just to be here and uh, to, to worship you and to learn about you and to be in your presence with fellow believers. God, we just ask that you uh, just open our hearts today and God, just speak to us and uh, show us what you uh, want us to, uh, to learn and to know, God. Uh, I just pray that um, be with the, uh, the congregation today. God, I pray that, um, that they would be able to um, to, to learn something today, and that I, God, I pray that, um, that this morning that I would speak your words and not my own. God, we thank you, and we ask this all in your name. Amen. All right, so today's sermon is entitled, God Looks at the Heart, and we're going to be going through 1 Samuel 16, 1 through 13. So I would like to start off by showing a picture. All right, this is, how many of you uh, know what this is or have used this? Head and shoulders, all right, pretty great. Uh, there's a lot of variety. There's a lot of, uh, there's uh, Old Spice for uh, like the athletes and all of that, people who want to smell like an athlete. Full and thick, dry scalp care, green apple, which is my favorite. Uh, classic clean, smooth and silky, itchy scalp care, repair and protect, uh, nourishing hair and scalp care. So it's kind of eye candy, really. Uh, but... And did I mention that green apple is my favorite? Um, So, um, there are several, uh, so there are several here, and they all serve different purposes. But, uh, the Bible mentions head and shoulders from 3,000 years ago. And we're going to look at uh, 1 Samuel, it's it's not on uh, the PowerPoint, I'm pretty, uh, maybe it is. 1 Samuel 9, 1 through 2, it says, look at that, all right. Uh, there was a man from the tribe of Benjamin named Kish. He was the son of Abiel, the grandson of Zeror, and great-great-grandson of Becherath, great-great-grandson uh, of Aphia, a Benjaminite of uh, stalwart character. He had a son, Saul, a most handsome young man. There was none finer. He literally stood head and shoulders uh, above the crowd. So the Bible uh, mentions that 3,000 years ago. Uh, But King Saul, he was the first king of Israel. And he literally stood head and shoulders above the crowd. He was the tallest tallest person in in that area. Uh, And he was a bad king. Uh, There have been a lot better than him. Uh, But he disobeyed God and he enjoyed murdering people. So he, uh, pretty fun, pretty fun guy there. Uh, God wasn't happy with Saul, and he chose to find a new king. God didn't want Saul in power because Saul was all about himself. And so God went and he decided to go and find a man after his own heart. And so that's where the story begins. Uh, we're going to look at 1 Samuel 16, 1 through 13. And it should be up on the board, but yeah, you, you can turn in your Bibles. And also, if you'd like to take notes, uh, you can use the back of your bulletin there. Um, but it says, The Lord said to Samuel, How long will you mourn for Saul, since I have rejected him as king over Israel? 
Fill your horn with oil and be on your way. I am sending you to Jesse of Bethlehem. I have chosen one of his sons to be king. But Samuel said, How can I go? If Saul hears about it, he will kill me. The Lord said, Take a heifer with you and say, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Invite Jesse to the sacrifice, and I will show you what to do. You are to anoint for me the one I indicate. Samuel did what the Lord said. When he arrived at Bethlehem, the elders of the town trembled when they met him. They asked, Do you come in peace? Samuel replied, Yes, in peace. I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Consecrate yourselves and come to the sacrifice with me. Then he consecrated Jesse and his sons and invited them to the sacrifice. When they arrived, Samuel saw uh, Eliab and thought, Surely the Lord's anointed stands here before the Lord. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Then Jesse called Abinadab and had him pass in front of Samuel. And Samuel said, The Lord has not chosen this one either. Jesse then had Shema pass by, and Samuel said, Nor has the Lord chosen this one. Jesse had several of his sons pass before Samuel, but Samuel said to him, The Lord has not chosen these. So Jesse, he asked Jesse, Are these all of the sons that you have? There is still the youngest, Jesse answered. He is tending the sheep. Samuel said, Send for him. We will not sit down until he arrives. So he sent for him and had him brought in. He was glowing with health and had a fine appearance and handsome features. The Lord said, Rise and anoint him. This is the one. So Samuel took the horn of oil, anointed him in the presence of his brothers, and from that day on the Spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David. Samuel then went to Ramah. So, the, the title of the sermon came from up here in verse 7. Do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. So it brings us to number one, first point. God gave David, God gave David a new heart. So uh, even in the New Testament in Acts, they were talking about David and his heart. In Acts 13.22, it says, After removing Saul... He made David their king. He testified concerning him. I have found David, son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. He will do everything I want him to do. Those are strong words. Uh, but the Lord said to Samuel, this is uh, 1 Samuel 16, 7. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. And so... Um, David, was, he wasn't born with a perfect heart. He wasn't born, uh, you know, uh, perfect. Only Jesus and Adam and Eve were born perfect. David was not born perfect. Uh, David was a sinner, just like everyone, but God gave him a new heart. Uh, there's a quote from uh, R.C. Sproul uh, that says, We are not sinners because we sin. We sin because we're sinners. And so I, I, I really like that. And David knew this, and he knew that he was a sinner. Because in Psalm 51.5, which is, uh, should be up on the, the screen. Should be up there. Got it. All right. It says, Surely I was sinful at birth, 
sinful from the time my mother conceived me. So David wasn't born perfect. He was a man after God's own heart, but he wasn't born perfect. He was sinful just like all of us. Um, And, you know, a a lot of people, whenever they read this, they may think, you know, wow, David is a man after God's own heart. He he must have had it all together. And and really, David didn't have it all together. David messed up several times, but he he went to God and repented for it. Um, And there's a quote from uh, Tim Keller, uh, and it should be on on the slide. It says, um, the gospel is this. We are more sinful and flawed in ourselves than we ever dared to believe. Yet at the same time, we are more loved and more accepted in Jesus Christ than we ever dared hope. Hope. Uh, it's very powerful. Um, we are more sinful and flawed in ourselves than we ever dared to believe. Yet at the same time, we are more loved and more accepted in Jesus Christ than we have ever dared to believe to hope. Um, all right. So I would like to go to number two. God gave David a new power. God gave David a new power. 1 Samuel 16, 13 says, So Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers. And from that day on, the Spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David. Samuel then went to Ramah. With his new God-given power, David was able to overcome the lion, the bear, while watching his sheep, and Goliath, uh, one of the most uh, famous uh, Bible stories, and he was able to take on a lot of the Philistine army. And so uh, whenever he went up on, uh, I mean, can you just imagine watching sheep and a, a bear comes up to you and he's like trying to take you out and you, you take him out with a sling. And uh, I mean, that's, that's, uh, that, that's very um, powerful right there. And uh, a bear and Goliath. I mean, there were armies trembling before him. Nobody wanted to go out and nobody wanted to go and face this giant because they were afraid. And then David this, this little guy walks up and says, yeah, you know what, I'll do it, I'll do it. And the people thought he was crazy. But, I mean, w- with the power that God had given him, the Holy Spirit was with him, he was able to take down Goliath and a lot of the Philistine army. All right, uh, there is a, uh, a quote from Lord Acton I, I, really, I really enjoy. It says, power tends to corrupt, and absolute power corrupts absolutely. David had the power of the Holy Spirit his entire life. Do you have the power of the Holy Spirit in you? Power might tend to corrupt, but it doesn't have to. And whenever you have the power of the Holy Spirit in you, just as David did, you can conquer the giants, you can conquer the lions and the bears, and you can conquer any army that stands in your way. David's God-given power may have allowed him to overcome many things, but it also provoked jealousy, the jealousy of King Saul. 1 Samuel 18.7, it uh, should be up on the screen, yeah. um, says, as they danced, they, they sang, Saul has slain his thousands, but David his tens of thousands. So they were really bragging on David there, and I'm pretty sure that Saul did not like that one bit, uh, because Saul was, again, all about himself, and uh, hearing that probably just made him angry. You know, and David is probably like, all right, guys, don't, don't, you know, don't brag on me so much. You know, Saul's listening. Um, but this displeased King Saul and filled him with rage. Which brings us to our third point. God gave David a new struggle. His first struggle was with his family. His brothers were jealous of him. He, he was the one that was anointed, not the other seven. 
and his father overlooked him. Oh, yeah, you know, uh, I have another son, but he's just watching the sheep. You know, he's not very important. He's just out and in the pasture with the sheep. Yeah, you can go check him out. That's fine. Have you ever felt this way? Have you ever felt like God had something big for you, but your friends or your family, you know, they, they didn't see it? They didn't uh, feel the same thing that you did? Jesus writes about this a thousand years later. Well, it speaks about this. And in Mark 6, 4, it says, Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his own hometown, among his relatives, and in his own home. David was a type of Christ, and Jesus found this also to be true. When you give your life to Christ, a lot of times you find it difficult with your own family, and it's your own family and your friends holding you back. Like, uh, whenever, whenever a kid gives their life to Christ at church and they go back to school, they have to deal with you know, the other kids you know, saying, oh, yeah, oh, you're a Christian now. Oh, okay, yeah, that's, that's cool. You know, is, is that Jesus guy even, is he really real? Like, are you messing with me? Uh, you know, I, I don't really think that he's real. And, and they'll, they'll just put doubts into their mind and they'll, they'll just try to bring you down, your closest friends, the people that are supposed to build you up, your family, they're supposed to build you up. But instead, they bring you down. And so that's, what, uh, I mean, you can't choose family. You can't choose family. But um, as, as far as the youth go and the youth that are here, I would, I would advise you to surround yourselves with uh, with. Uh, friends and people who love God more than they love themselves. If, if they love themselves like King Saul, uh, they're no good for you. Remember that. All right. David had a pretty big struggle with Saul as well. And this, this should be up there. Uh, he had, so whenever he was promised, uh, whenever he went to go and killed Goliath, he was promised Saul's daughter's hand in marriage. And Saul did not want David to have his daughter. He did not want David to have his daughter. And I can see myself being a protective parent, but I, I, I don't see, I don't see uh, you know, me saying, oh, you know what, I want you to go out there, kill 100 Philistines, and come back to me with proof. And I'm not going to talk about the proof right now because there are kids in here. Um, and... Uh, he had two spears thrown at him by King Saul on two separate occasions. Uh, King Saul loved his spears. Um, and after David had, uh, had already married King Saul's daughter, he sent men to David's home in the middle of the night in order to kill him. So Saul was a very jealous man, and if it weren't for King Saul's daughter, uh, David may have met his fate. But God used her and uh, saved David. And he... For eight years, they say, eight years, he ran and he hid from King Saul. That's, that, that's a long time. I remember, uh, you know, standing on the line at recess for, because I was talking in class. I had to stand on the line for five minutes, and that seemed like an eternity. But uh, eight years. So David had a new heart. He had a new power given to him by the Holy Spirit. And he had a new struggle. And we will all face this struggle. Whenever we, whenever we have and whenever we walk the Christian walk, there will always be a struggle, a spiritual struggle. But you have the power to overcome it, and it's given to you by the Holy Spirit. Jesus was disowned by his family and was hated by the self-righteous leaders. If David and Jesus had a new struggle, so will we. Um, one, thing, one thing I just want to talk about is... You know, a lot of people think that whenever you become a Christian, you know, it's, it's going to be easy. 
You know, uh, you know I have, I've God on my side. It's, it's going to be great. And you do have God on your side. But what, what happens is, is you meet this struggle, you know, uh, where, where the enemy is trying to bring you down. You have a target on your back. And, but that's why God has given us the power of his Holy Spirit in, in order to overcome that. So uh, the, the three things that we need to learn, God gave David a new heart. He gave David a new power, and he gave David a new struggle. We all need a new heart, not an improved heart. We need a completely new heart. As we are born into sin, we are sinful by nature. We need to be forgiven through Christ, and we need to have the power to live the Christian life. And we need to have those victories in our lives, and we can through the power of the Holy Spirit. So, in closing... People, and uh, if we could get that picture, of the nice uh, eye candy picture of the head and shoulders up there. Look at that. I'm going to go buy some when I get home. Um, in closing, people are very impressed with those who are head and shoulders above the rest. Someone who looks impressive and powerful. But God doesn't look at the outward appearance. He looks at the heart. As a church, keep investing in the children. Keep investing in the youth. And keep investing in the people who have a heart for God. David was overlooked by his father and his brothers, but he was not overlooked by God. God wants to give you a new heart and a new power so that with the new struggle that comes along, you can win the battles that are before you. Would you all bow your heads with me, please? Father God, we thank you for today. God, we want to thank you for, uh, for, for David and uh, the lesson that, that he teaches us. God, we want to thank you that, uh, that even though David was a sinner, that you used him to do mighty things. God, we ask, uh, God, we know that we are sinners as well. And that, you know, some of us may, in, in this room may think, you know, I am a sinner. I've, I've got this in my way. I've done this. There's no way God can use me. But God, you, God, you used David, and he did mighty things with the power of your Holy Spirit. And God, we just ask that today that you would empower us just as you empowered David whenever he took down the bear, whenever he took down the lion, Goliath, and a lot of the Philistine army. God, we pray that you will give us that same power of your Holy Spirit and that we would be able to overcome the things that stand in our way. God, I pray for this congregation. God, I, I just uh, ask the Lord, please bless this, um, bless these people. God, uh, unite them. Uh, God, just, um, God, just... I just want to thank you for them, God. They have been an absolute blessing uh, throughout the years. God, I just pray that um, we want to thank you for who you are, and we want to thank you for sending your son to die for us whenever we didn't deserve it. We deserved that death, but Jesus paid it all. Jesus took it for us, and God, we want to thank you for that. God, we thank you for today. We, we thank you for, uh, for, for this just... Uh, new day and uh, another chance for us to go out and uh, um, um, proclaim your gospel. God, we just ask that, you, that we will make the most of it and that, uh, that we will allow people, we will help bring people to your kingdom. God, we love you and we thank you so much. We ask this all in your name. Amen. All right. We're going to have the invitation. And um, that may stay up there. I'm not sure. But kind of like it. Uh, yes.
directory or whatever you want to call it. But I've known Jonathan for since he was little with Micah. And John, today I see a man in your voice. Uh, I'm excited for you, John. I'm excited for you. 